Do you want to stay more focused on the right goals in your life or even just figure out what the right goals are for you? Do you want clarity? Do you want better work-life balance? Well, you're in the right place. Welcome to Success Through Failure. Welcome to the Success Through Failure podcast, the show that reveals failure as your path to success. You'll listen to intriguing interviews with some of the most successful people on the planet and learn how their failures became a launchpad for success and how yours can too. Here's your host, former Division I All-American wrestler, former Division I head coach, speaker, and personal coach, Jim Harshaw. Welcome to another episode of Success Through Failure. This is your host, Jim Harshaw, and today I'm bringing you a solo episode. It's just me, no interview. And I'm fired up and feeling good right now because I just got back from an F3 workout. And if you don't know what F3 is, it stands for Fitness, Fellowship, and Faith. And it's a it's this group of uh, of of guys who, who actually a couple two guys in Charlotte. Um, one was a journalist, and another one's a former special forces, I think, guy in the military. And they were they just kind of started this group of uh, guys working out, like in their like local neighborhood. They just would get together once a week and work out outside. It was free, and just a bunch of guys would get together and. And it's grown into this movement across the country, and it's really cool. So I, um, they've got, I think, thousands of these groups now all across the country, if not at least hundreds, if not thousands. Um, and they started one in Charlottesville. Actually, they've had two in Charlottesville. They started one like in my neighborhood, like a half mile from my house. I got invited, and uh, and so anyway, I went to an F three workout uh, on Monday morning, five thirty in the morning, and. It was a great workout. There's like 21 guys, and it's just uh, it's just such a cool experience. Because at the end, you get a uh, everybody gets a handle, um, uh, it gets a name, an F3 name, and and I got my F3 name as Grappler. Uh, sometimes they're not always so complimentary. The one guy, uh, his name is Padre. Uh, he said actually he said he was a, he was a Padres fan, so they almost named him Dodger. So sometimes they'll 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 throw a name at you that's not always uh, complimentary or is like the opposite of what you want. But uh, anyway, we named him Padre, so he got away he got away safely there. But um, so I'm in Atlanta for work, and I found an F3 group here. And just go into F3Nation.com, 5.30 in the morning, you know, stars were still out, met a bunch of dudes who I'd never met before, a bunch of strangers. We all worked out together. It was led by one guy, and, uh, and I'm back in my hotel and uh, just ready to, ready to crush it today because I got my early workout in. So anyway, for, for the men out there, anyway, check out F3. There's a women's sort of group that started up, um, like a sister organization uh, called... Females in Action, FIA, FIA. So anyway, I, I highly, highly recommend this because it's just, it's just, it's a group of dudes, um, and and you go out and you have a great workout, um, and uh, the, you know nobody's really counting your reps, so you know there's people of all fitness levels, so it's very accessible for anybody, and you know you're you're done by. 615 at least the ones that i've been to so far were both at 530 i think some of them are different times but uh um home and uh and ready to rock for the day even before the kids wake up so um here i am in atlanta and i'm recording this from my hotel room and you know the the topic i'm covering today is how to reclaim your day how to reclaim hours back in your day how to delegate say no and do your highest value tasks you know we're always 
all of us, right? We're busy, right? We, when there's a moment in a day, we fill it with something and, and therefore we're busy, but we know we're not always busy with the right things, right? And we're always pulling in a million different directions and it's we feel like at the end of the day, gosh, I just wish I had another hour in the day. I wish there was more time in the day to get the right things done. And people are always asking me how I get so much done. Uh, I've got a full-time job that requires travel, nights and weekends work. Uh, I've got four kids and a wife and uh, you know two properties. I have a, we have a rental property and sometimes I'm down there fixing things. I had a flood down there a few weeks back and had to go over and fix that. And, um, and then I've got a podcast and coaching clients and all the things that I do with success through failure. And... Uh, and, re- and reveal your path, which is my program, and and it's a lot of work, right? How do I get all this done? It's it's so much, and I'm I'll be the first to tell you, man, I am busy and I'm hustling, and I love it. Um, you know, I've talked about inspired action before. This is this is that's not what the the topic of this podcast, but you know, it's inspired action for me. It's people call it hard work, but it's not hard work. There's a difference between hard work and inspired action. And the episode on inspired action is episode number 120. So if you just go to jimharshawjr.com slash 120, or if you're on iTunes or Stitcher or whatever podcast platform you're listening to this on, just go to uh, episode 120. And I talk about the difference between hard work and inspired action. So um, I actually also talk about it uh, probably more in depth, more directly in episode 155. So 155 is specifically only on inspired action. I do touch on it in episode 120. Um, but I digress. You know, how do you get so much done? How do I get so much done? How do people, you know, the Richard Bransons of the world, right? They have the same 24 hours in a day as you and I. How do some people get more done? And, and listen, I'm not, I'm not perfect. I, I'm, I'm stressed out sometimes, and sometimes I feel like I have too much on my plate, and I wish there was another hour or two in the day sometimes as well. Um, but I have figured some things out over the years that I think can really help you. And I want to share some of those things so that you can get more done more done in your day, get more of the right things done. So you don't feel like you always need an extra hour in the day or, or you need more time in the day. You kind of get to the end of the day and you go, yeah, that was a good day. That was a productive day. And I'm moving towards my goals. I'm moving towards a better life. I'm making progress. I'm growing. Let me share with you a little bit uh, about that. A lot of times we ask, you know, we think about things that we want to do, right? Start a podcast, for example, or train for a marathon, or or I don't know, you know, may make more time for your kids, or whatever the case might be. Make more time to work out. You know, I don't have time to work out. People say a lot of times we say we can't do that, but I want to challenge you to ask yourself, what if, what if, what if I had to do that? What if, what if there was a gun to my head and someone said? You have to find time to work out or else, or you have to find time to get to your kids' events, or you have to find time to start that business or write that book or whatever. How would you do it? Like, what if you had to? Like, hypothetically, let's say you could do it. What would you do? You probably have to say no to certain things, right? You might have to say no to watching football on Saturdays or Sundays, right? You might have to say no to certain, you know, other organizations you belong to or, or things that you do now, right? And, and maybe you're not willing to say no to those and maybe that's the right thing, right? Maybe 
you know, maybe you'd have to say no to going to church. And, and I don't think that's necessarily the right thing to say no to. So, I mean, what would you have to say no to? Are there things in your life that you could cut out that, that you know, like, I'll give you an example, social media. On Facebook, for me, uh, I have something called Facebook Newsfeed Eradicator. Facebook Newsfeed Eradicator is a, uh, it's a Chrome plugin. I use Chrome as my browser. And anytime I go to Facebook, uh, the newsfeed's just not there, which is awesome because that's what sucks me in and is just such a, a time suck for me and so for so many of us. So I go to Facebook and I can't see any of the newsfeed. I, so I have to go intentionally somewhere. So usually I'm going to my Reveal Your Path Facebook group, which is just um, just for all the pathfinders, anybody who's ever actually gone through Reveal Your Path, 60-some people now. And and that, so I'll have to go there intentionally or go somewhere to interact or post. But otherwise, I, I, I don't get sucked in. Unfortunately, they don't have that for your phone. I wish they did because I get sucked in on my phone still sometimes. But, but that's like one of the things you can say no to, right? What are the things that you could say no to in your life that would free up time for you? Right? Maybe it's watching TV before you go to bed. I don't know if you realize this. I've, I've shared it before, but if you wake up an hour earlier, which might mean getting to bed an hour earlier or a half an hour earlier, or maybe instead of sleeping eight hours, you sleep seven and a half hours and you get to bed 30 minutes before earlier and then, then you can wake up and get an hour in your day. If you do that every day for a year, that's it's equivalent to nine 40-hour work weeks. Can you imagine, like, what would you do with nine extra 40-hour work weeks just given to you for free, right? Everybody says they wish they had another hour of the day. You can, you can manufacture this, right? You can create time if you're willing to say no to certain things, right? Um, you know, I know a lot of guys that I coach and talk to, it's easy. And I get sucked into this too. It's like, you know, it's flipping through your phone, scrolling through Twitter or Facebook or whatever right before bed. And before you know it, boom, 20 minutes is gone, right? 20 minutes of your life, you just gave up. So if you're, if you're interested in getting the right work done, if you're interested in reclaiming your day and reclaiming hours back in your day, you're going to have to identify things like this to say no to so that you can say yes to the right things in your life. You actually have to stop and think about it. You might want to hit pause on this podcast and go, okay, what are three things? What's one? What, maybe it's just one. Just start, What's one thing that I can say no to? And how do, I, how do I say no? Do I delete it off my calendar? Do I send an email saying, hey, sorry, I can't come to that meeting this week? Do you delete an app off of your phone, Facebook off of your phone? Um, you know, do you set a reminder on your phone at a certain time of day so that, you know, which is that time of day whenever you, or maybe it's Sunday afternoons when you say, you know, that's when I'm, I get sucked into watching football games. Maybe I'm going to say no to football this weekend or whatever the case might be. Whatever you have to do to figure out how to say no, identify that one thing. Start with just one, one thing you can say no to. So asking that question, what if? What if I had to? That's such a powerful question. I talk about the productive pause. And the productive pause is it's a short period of focused reflection around specific questions that leads to clarity of action and peace of mind. And so that productive pause is that question, what if, is a productive pause. Instead of just going through your life, you know, doing the same thing today and doing that same thing tomorrow for no other reason than that's what I did yesterday. If you go through your life like that, you're going to drift through life. You're going to drift unintentionally through life. And every once in a while, you're going to look around and go, wow, how did I get here? Wow, why am I not getting towards moving towards that, that ideal life that I want and those goals that I have? Why am I still stuck here? Well, it's because you're drifting. 
you know, when people don't live, when you don't live intentionally and ask, stop and ask that question, what if, then you drift. You drift and, and you stay stuck. You stay stuck in that rut and, and you don't break out. You, don't, you, get, you get sucked into mediocrity and you're doing all the same things that the people around you were doing, which is the definition of mediocrity. It's a definition of average is, is doing all the things that, that the people around you were doing, right? Um, so I want to reference a book by the new president of the University of Virginia. Jim Ryan is his name and his book is called Five Essential Questions. It's such a great book. Um, and I think actually the title now, it's, uh, it's called Wait What? Wait What? And then it's uh, the five essential questions. And I'm going to share with, with you what those five essential questions are. But these, there's two in particular that are really powerful productive pause questions that are going to help you delegate. They're going to help you say no. And they're going to help you identify your highest value tasks. And And so, of course, the first essential question is, wait, what, right? And it's just that that prompting you to actually question things. Don't just accept things for face value, but to question things. Um, The second one is, I wonder if or I wonder why. And that's one. the second one. Question number two is is one of these questions that's going to help you identify the things that you can do or not do so you can gain more time back in your day. And, you know, I wonder if. I wonder if I could actually find more time to work out. Or I wonder why. I wonder why I don't have enough time to go on dates with my wife. And if you ask those questions, those essential questions, then you're going to get different answers, right? If you're not asking that question, you're never going to get the answer. You, you, if you're not asking the question, you won't get the answer. And, and the quality of the questions that you ask yourself that you ask yourself are going to define the quality of your life. I and mean, that's a that's a paraphrase Tony Robbins I think quote, but but the quality of the questions that you ask yourself determine the quality of your life. And so so that's the second essential question. The third one is couldn't we at least couldn't we at least do x? Couldn't we at least couldn't I at least if you know if you're you know going back to to let's say writing a book, right? You want to write a book. Couldn't I at least write the outline for the book? Couldn't I at least just identify the 10 chapters that that book would have? Now, when you get there, when you do that, you go, okay, well, couldn't I at least summarize what each chapter would be about? And, and I, gosh, I want to write a book. Now, I'm, I'm, this is, you know, this is success through failure. This is me sort of exposing some of the things I, I want to do, right? I want to write a book. Um, I know that in order to write a book, I'd have to say no to certain things right now, but um, that I'm not necessarily willing to, to, to say no to. But, but when you ask yourself that, couldn't we at least, couldn't you at least, you know, you want to work out, couldn't I at least start by doing a set of push-ups and a set of crunches every morning? Couldn't I at least... Couldn't I at least send my wife a, a, a nice text a couple times a week, right? That's a great question. Another one, uh, question number four, essential question number four, how can I help? How can I help? What a great question. I think that's self-explanatory. How can I, how can I pitch in? How can I help people, right? And you don't necessarily even have to ask the person, right? Just do it. How can I help that person? You can call them up and say, how can I help? Or you can just ask yourself, how can I help that person? 
Um, number five, what really matters? So question number two and number five are the two that I want to really key in on here. Number two is, I wonder why or I wonder if. And number five is, what really matters? Because when you identify what really matters in your life, then you can start to get to your highest value work. What really matters? At the end of the day, what really matters? Think about this in your personal life. Think about this in your professional life. Think about this in your your health and fitness. Think about this in your relationships. Like what really matters, right? Not just what matters, but what really matters. I want to reference back to another podcast episode with uh, Michael Bungay Stanier, and it was uh, episode eighty eight zero, and he wrote a, a great book titled. The Coaching Habit. Say less, ask more, and change the way you lead forever. And he shares seven questions, and they're actually in the action plan for that episode too. So I definitely recommend getting the action plan for that episode. It's uh, Just go to jimharshawjr.com slash action to get the the action plan for actually all my episodes, which is is pretty awesome resources there. Um, But one of his questions is... uh, What's really the problem here? It's it's I'm, par- I'm paraphrasing again, but um, it was something. It's something around what what's what's the real challenge here for you? That's what it is. It's what's the real challenge here. One of his questions is what's the real challenge here for you? And when you ask that question, what's the real challenge here for you? It goes deeper than just what's the challenge here. It's what's the real challenge here, and what's the real challenge here for you? And it's the same as this essential question number five, what really matters? And when you identify what really matters, well, what really matters is, is my relationship with my wife. You know, what really matters is my relationship with my kids and how much time I'm spending with them. And when you, when you ask that question, it goes a little deeper than just what matters. So when you identify these things, you're able to identify your highest value work and you start to understand, I need to say yes to this so I can say no to the other things. If, you, if you're in sales and you identify my high, what really matters here is getting on the phone, making contact, building relationships. If, if that's what really matters, building relationships, then there are other things you're doing that don't matter as much. And so if you identify what really matters, then get to work on what really matters. Block off time on your calendar where you do nothing else but make phone calls. And when you identify what really matters in all these areas of your life, you're going to do higher value work. So I'm going to get into a little bit more nuts and bolts here, okay? So how do I get so much done, right? I've identified what really matters. I've, ident- I've, I've asked myself the question, I wonder why or I wonder if, right? I, I have all this, you know, I've got, you know, full-time job and kids and rental property and all these things going on in my life. I wonder if I, wonder if I could start a podcast, right? This was over three years ago now, I asked myself that question. And, and how did I, how did I, I, I said yes, you know, and, and, I, and I, I started taking action on this. So how do you do it, right? So, Number one, one of the things I do is I outsource a lot, right? Um, I I use you know Lika, who is helps create these action plans. She listens to these episodes and and takes out the highest value stuff, and uh, she's listening right now. So a big thank you to Lika for for the work that she does. And and if I didn't have her helping me, then I couldn't get these action plans done. I actually got stuck a couple of years ago. 
I was creating all the action plans myself, just writing all this stuff out, listening to the episodes, and I'm thinking, man, I, I like this is another hour or so of my week that that I put into this, and you know how how can I get this? How can I outsource and get this done by somebody else? And that's when I found Lika, and 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 now she helps with this. She does this, and so there are people out there that can help you get work done. There are people that can help you get work done. So you can go to Upwork.com, which is how I found Lika. Um, Zenar is, uh, also helps with the podcast and, and I hired him through upwork.com. Uh, there's a, I got a, I got a spam email a couple months back from a, a company called Finn, F-I-N. And, and spam usually doesn't work, but I get this spam, right? And I, it was pretty interesting email and, and, and it, and it was, uh, basically talking about how you can have a personal assistant, right? And, and get it, give it a try right now. And, and, and I tried it and I started using it. And Finn is basically this a personal assistant. So I needed uh, for I'll tell you, I'll give you an example of how I used Finn for the first time. Uh, I needed to get uh, new gutters installed in, on my rental property. I needed to get the old ones removed and new gutters installed. And I said, Finn, find me three quotes to for for gutters. And I just sent the email to Finn and somebody over there in the Finn universe, wherever that exists, uh, made three phone calls to local people in Charlottesville, Virginia, who do gutters, and I got three quotes. And I selected one, and and that was it. It was done. So those three phone calls and kind of back and forth in terms of scheduling that, it was all it was all outsourced. So it might have been, I don't know, an hour of my time, but I paid for it, right? There's a value to my time, so I paid Finn to do that. Uh, so there are services out there. You can hire a virtual assistant these days. It is possible. It's it's within your grasp. Um, you can hire, you know, Americans. Um, if if you go overseas, it's it's usually more inexpensive. Um, but you can you can hire a personal assistant, a virtual personal assistant, um, and that is possible for you these days. But these next two things that I'm going to share with you require you to stop. They require you to n- not just go to the next podcast or, or after this podcast, go back to living the life the way you used to. If you ignore this, you might, might as well stop the podcast right now and, 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 and move on with your day because don't, don't even waste your time listening to this podcast if you're not actually going to do this because this is the key. Stop and identify your highest value tasks. Not just, like I said, not just work, but family, fitness, all the other areas of life of your life. When I was with Albemarle Window Cleaning, my old company, uh, years ago, I had I owned a window cleaning company. We did window cleaning, power washing, even installed and removed Christmas lighting, etc. But I got to the point with the company where, you know, the highest value tasks for me were managing employees and meeting with customers. That's it. Not entering invoices, not putting stamps on envelopes. It was managing employees and meeting customers. So I hired a virtual assistant. I actually sent a cell phone from Charlottesville, which was the company phone, out to St. Louis, gave it to this woman, and she answered the phones. She did my invoicing. She talked to my crews actually every day. At the end of the day, they they would they would update her on, on what they got done, what they didn't get done, etc. And she did the invoicing. And all I did was manage employees and meet customers. 
right? I would go out and do quotes and whatnot. And those are my highest value tasks. So I outsourced everything else, right? That freed me up, that freed time up for me to do a better job of managing employees and do a better job of customer service and you know meeting with customers and getting out there and, and meeting with them. So identify the highest value task. Now, here's the other thing. Identify your lowest value tasks. Again, work tasks, personal tasks, et cetera. You know, only you know what those are, right? On the personal side, it's probably social media, watching TV, things like that, right? Um, when I was in my, you know, with the Albemarle Window Cleaning Company, uh, it was invoicing, it was entering quotes into the CRM, it was, you know, restocking and buying window cleaning supplies and, and supplies for my crews. Those are my low value tasks. So anybody else could do that, right? But there were only certain things that Jim could do. And so if you're, if you're interested in outsourcing, if you're interested in getting a, a personal virtual assistant, uh, I have multiple. I have Zenar and Lika. I also have a girl named Christy who's in Michigan, I think, who she works for me as well. And, and all these people help simplify my life, help me streamline my life, help me say no to the right things so I can say yes to the right things, right? No to the wrong things, I should say, and so I can say yes to the right things. They help me delegate so I can delegate to them and get things done. And I can work on my highest value tasks, which are you know my family, my fitness, the high, you know working with clients, etc. So I hope you take action on some of this stuff. This is this is there's some low hanging fruit out there. You can definitely say no to certain things, and you can definitely say yes to certain things. I hope you actually stop and identify your highest value tasks. Stop and identify your lowest value tasks. Just write them out. Just just. Just write them out on a post-it note. Simple as that. And then and then post it on your desk or on your wall or somewhere where you're going to see it for, for the next week or, or, or month and, and, and start working on spending the most time on the high-value tasks, the least time on the low-value tasks. Look at Go to Upwork.com. Look up Finn, personal assistant, and look at, look at the opportunities that you have there to have help, to get help. Now, my podcast is called Success Through Failure. I don't always share a failure of mine when I do these uh, when I do these solo podcasts. But you know, every other podcast when I interview somebody, I, I have them share a failure, and and I've shared failures in the past on mine. But but I want to you know, whenever I do these, I want to share with you a, a recent failure that that I've had, and uh, just to kind of you know, my whole goal, my whole purpose of this podcast is to normalize failure, and so so I'm going to share with you one. Uh, so here I go. Um, as you may or may not know, recently I, la- I launched Open the Doors Again to Reveal Your Path. Reveal Your Path is my program. It's a uh, four- or eight-week program, depending on which, uh, which one you sign up for. And I've only let six people in at a time. And groups of six is kind of the magic number. And I've always been able to fill, fill the groups with six, sometimes five, but usually six people in a group. It's, it's, always, been pre- it's always been awesome. And this, this most recent launch... Was a failure. I got three. I only got three people to sign up. Actually, at the end of the day, I ended up getting four to sign up, but didn't get enough into the group program to actually run the group. So the four that signed up ended up kind of doing sort of alternative ways of going through the program. But but it was a failure, right? So reveal your so and that's on me, right? I've got this amazing program. I know it's changing people's lives. I've got all these great testimonials and people who hire me over and over and over again. But I'm not communicating that value, so it's on me. So I'm going back to the drawing board, and, and uh, I've I've talked to two of my co- well, one coach, and then I hired actually another person off of Upwork, who's just a, an expert guru on on, on marketing and and uh, um, selling programs like this. And uh, talked to him, paid him 150 bucks for for an hour of his time just to just to talk and pick his brain. And um, 
and I, I've got some awesome new ideas, so I'm really excited to launch these. So I'm going to give it a try. I'm going to give this this whole whole new sort of system. I, I've been doing it this way for I don't know two two and a half years. I've been running Reveal Your Path in one one way, and you know, you know ran into a wall and. And I'm going to change things. So this failure, I think, is going to lead to uh, what well, is going to lead to a shift, and hopefully, a lot of success. So success through failure. That's uh, that's the path I'm on. That is the path you're on. If you get value out of this podcast, I ask you to share it. If you can just share it with one person or, or, or with one post on social media, um, just tell them. You know, look up success through failure, or or you can go to jimharshawjr.com/slash. Share. There's a button there for Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn, and you can share it on any of those social media platforms. Um, I really that's that's my my biggest ask of you is is if you can if you can share this with one person that would be awesome, super helpful for me. And and uh, honestly, you know if if you're getting value out of it, I, I would imagine that they would as well. So so please share. That is how this thing grows. And I thank you for all of your support. And I look forward to bringing you our next episode next week. And as always, until next time, take the time to get clear on your goals and embrace failure as a stepping stone on your path to success.